Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. What, 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 why are we here? I remember now. Okay. Yeah. You remember? It was a film yeah. we watched. It was a film. Yes. It's We've the come together the... as friends to talk about it. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. Is this how the show starts? Yeah. This is actually, oh my God. Yeah. I'm Daniel O'Brien, a guest <laughs> yeah. on this show. <laughs> and we just watched Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. I'm going to tell you something. I'm Star-Lord. I formed the Guardians. Met a girl. Fell in love. That girl died. But then she came back. Came back a total dick. Oh, please. He left out some important information, but... That is the gist of it. Mark. It feels it feels like the sixth uh, Guardians movie, but that's just because of how the Marvel movies work. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, well, hold on. Hold on, everybody. Daniel, thank you so much for being on. Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, this this uh, it's been a long time coming. I remember texting Long Tom uh, a while ago after seeing Dungeons and Dragons honor among thieves and i loved it so much and all i wanted to do was talk to you guys about it but you'd already done a whole episode about it i'm sorry me. that's okay i know, I know. It, it was really uh, really, really cold of us one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things about uh working at at cracked where we all worked back in the day is that uh monday mornings i could go and talk to you guys about whatever movie came out that weekend because i knew that I, I see every movie and I know that you guys do too. Yes. And I, I, uh, I've had no substitute for the regular check-in on movies. It's tough. It's, it's just your podcast that I listen to. From <laughs> do you trying reply? Trying to chime in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. That's uh, that makes me feel good to hear. I mean, yeah. we could, we could figure out some sort of system cause I, yeah, I, I delighted in that as well. That was... Uh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. one of my favorite things about working. It's just coming right. to the office to just shoot the shit with people about whatever we were watching or doing. It was yeah, great cause, because... Cause now I go into the office at my current job at last week tonight. I'm like, hey, did anyone watch Lone Ranger last weekend? No, of course not. No one did. Why would anyone <laughs> do that? <laughs> Why in the world? God, no. Are you okay, man? Why did you do that? How did that happen? Like on purpose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of your occupation, do you want to plug anything? You want to tell the world? Uh, I mean, you, you, I also want to just know what you thought of the Dungeons and Dragons movie as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I I loved Dungeons and Dragons so much. I went in there knowing absolutely nothing about that world. I've, I've played uh, D&D twice in my life, which surprises people based on my everything. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time I played, uh, I got 
drunk and ruined everyone's time. The second time I played, I had a, a normal time uh, right. and it was it was good and fun. Uh, Michael Swain, our friend, was the the dungeon master and it was good. But other than that, I, I'm like not in that world at all. So I went into this movie fairly cold and it fucking owned. It was so much fun. I want a million of those movies. Me too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just keep making them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want Dungeons and Dragons to be on its 32nd movie. And for Dave and I to yeah. be like, oh, we're kind of getting sick of the Dungeons and Dragons yeah. <laughs> universe. Like, I want that to be I want to be drained. Yes, yeah. I want to be tired of that franchise. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, do you, yeah, you have anything you want to plug? Anything else you want to tell the world? We were trying to do it up top just to. Uh... Sure. Um, so this is where I would ordinarily plug uh, the show that I write for. But right now we are on strike. All of the writers uh, in in my union, the Writers Guild of America, we are on strike uh, until the studios give us a fair deal, which they seem reluctant to do. So in lieu of promoting a show that is not paying me well, uh, I will promote... I don't know. Libraries. Go to your local library. Nice. Get books. Use their printers. Have a good time. <laughs> I like use their printers. Is the yeah. big draw. Use their printers. <laughs> yeah. Bring some coins with you. Drain They'll let you do the first couple free, but then the librarian <laughs> starts to grumble about it. Yeah. Real dark horse uh, recommendation. Just mm -hmm. the general concept of libraries. I'm into it. I mean, yeah. we do need that recommendation right now. We do. So, yeah. Yeah. As yeah. yeah. I, I, it's going to sound like I didn't enjoy it, but I loved renting the same six videotapes from my Oma's library in, in oh, Lyle, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. I used to walk my dog down to the local library and uh, yeah, they had that little video section. It was delight. I and was, they had I, a creepy I was, basement, haunted ass basement. Oh yeah. It's a requisite. Every library has a haunted basement. Oh yeah. yeah. I had such a blast when I moved to LA, I had uh, no money and streaming didn't exist yet. So I would just go to the library and get DVDs of old shows and watch them. Like I, I watched the entirety of soap just on, borrowed dvds from the library and it was such a blast such a, a blessing that libraries exist yes i am pro oh yeah so one more library story real quick we had yeah. a, um in our and and oh I've, my... I've got one too so okay we had this video store right that was really like it had a cult section it had like this place you could get all the weird foreign films um all the like... a, uh sorry a cult section like john waters or yes. like the mansons okay um probably both in a way it had a whole <laughs> russ meyer section like this right. this was a snobbish video store you know we've all been to these places right an indian video store that just has a library that you'd never before seen and obviously for reasons that doesn't need to be explained that video store is no longer there <laughs> but they did donated everything to the local library so that library has kept this video store that's, a lot. That's pretty chill. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all. And I, I, I'm so thankful for that. It's the, I believe the Smith college library in, in Western Mass oh. has all of these cult classics. Last time I checked, it was great. Is that, that's a all women's school. It is. Yes. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. Good yeah, one of the five colleges. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 um, uh, does nothing for this podcast. It's just me showing off a thing. I know. Right. Oh yeah, I've partied. No, we were really impressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, here's my library story. My library story right. was like, yeah. the rule the rule for me was I got to I 
got to get one like comic book, you know, like Peanuts or Garfield or or uh, Calvin and Hobbes, although we usually just kind of bought those books. Um, oh, I got man. to get one comic book for each like regular book that I got. So that was that was the rule for for us going to the library. Man, so I'd be reading I'd be reading like a Peanuts book and like Cycle of the Werewolf by Stephen King. <laughs> were you? Uh, yeah, I was, I was wondering what the, what the regular books were. If, if, yeah, it was yeah. like Stephen King and Michael Crichton. Oh. That's delightful. <laughs> I was, some, I think, I was a weird little shit. Yeah, looking back, I was I, I I have always been a big reader, and like looking back, uh, I I remember feeling like I was getting away with something when I was like tricking my parents into letting me go to Barnes Noble and buy a book. Right. I'm sure they were just like thrilled that I was reading. Yeah, but at the mm-hmm. time I was like. They're going to let me get two Goosebumps books? These fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read all weekend. Oh. And, they, and they were like probably in the back of their minds like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> fucking little loser. <laughs> it's like your parents like breathe a sigh. Like, oh, thank God. He's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to steal any cars. We're good. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to sit in this little nerd room and read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. We should probably yeah. talk about the movie. <laughs> I forgot what show this was for a second. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely thought it was Hypecast. So yeah, I welcome we back to Quick Question. <laughs> All right. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Volume 3. Um, yeah. What did we? What did people think of this movie? This motion picture? I have a, 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 a lot of thoughts. It's It's been difficult to keep them all straight in my head. The headline is, I liked it a lot. I liked the movie. Uh, Same. I think I'm I'm I know there there's a lot of Marvel and superhero fatigue. I'm it uh it doesn't happen for me. I I I like them. I'm I'm very excited for my popcorn movies for idiots. I I love them all. They became such a comfort watch for me during the pandemic. Uh that said, I think it was kind of overstuffed. Okay, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I can see say. that. I agree I, with that. I have extreme superhero fatigue, and I say that only to say that I really liked this movie as well. And my hot take mm. is that the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy is probably currently the gonna be the most memorable blockbusters from this time that are based off of not original, but you know what I mean, like the first of its kind movie-wise. Um, I think it I think it elevates from Marvel in general because all three movies are self-contained. They made a effort to be self-contained. Yeah, that's the you best can, thing about them for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like I get really bummed about the state of blockbusters in general because it's, all, you know, you know, we're get, doing more freaking like Hunger Games and Harry Potters. And it's all it all just kind of, you know, I got very cynical about it. Guardians, I think, makes me feel very good about blockbusters where I'm like, this is this is where it's at. And yeah, opinion. that's here's um, I agree. Um, I also really like this movie. I also have superhero fatigue, but I think Guardians doesn't really feel like a superhero movie to me. It's much no. more of a Star Wars movie. It's much more of like the spaceship yeah. QP movies from the 80s. Like I got especially this one with like all the weird um animal aliens on the uh their own planet their own version of earth and all just like the like the bio like the organic technological ship that they were on there's a lot of weird stuff in this so i was getting like a lot of like last starfighter vibes like not just star wars vibes but vibes from all of the star wars ripoffs like yeah it feels like that genre of science fiction 
um, action adventure movie. And I love that so much. And I, that helps it stand out among the Marvel movies for sure. And I agree that like this trilogy is going to probably be one of the ones that has the best chance of standing the test of time, I think, yeah. because like you said, they are self-contained. They're not really superhero movies. No. Um, and I, I think a big yeah. part of it, and yes, they, they aren't without their faults. Mo- every of movie course, has... there's a lot of Marvel in this that I'm sure we're going to talk about, but sure. yeah. I mean, every movie has issues, you know, but like it, uh, I think a big key part to me is that James Gunn's overall mission when he makes a movie, it seems is to show people something that they haven't seen before. Uh, he is, he is a big fan out of not like, like we're saying it is like, it feels like star Wars. It feels like other things, but he still kind of goes this extra mile. Every movie he does, to bring us something that is like just incredibly original. Um, yeah. He's at least visually. He's also just to piggyback on that. The other thing he's really great at, and it seems to be his um, mission with these movies is he's very, very concerned with character. Yeah. Um, and, and you can like, there's, there's criticisms to, to be uh, le- leveled at his dialogue sometimes, but like he's, he cares a lot about characters and character arcs. So oh, he yeah. always yeah. makes like a good, and it, even if it's not necessarily that complicated or that like complex of a storyline or an idea, he's really good at pulling it off. Like this, the rocket stuff in this movie fucking broke me. Oh yeah. Like, holy shit. And, yeah. and, and that's just one of them. Like they all have, I, that's, I was pleasantly surprised with how he completed each character's arc in this movie. I, like, it, I, like particularly like, Peter Quill. I, like I didn't I, well, expect. Well, see, that that's one. I. I feel yeah. like the Peter Quill thing was um, the most paid by numbers and and kind of a letdown. I know, like the the Uh-oh. seeds were certainly there in the first Guardians, where he he did uh, leave his his grandpa, but it was not brought up at all in the first movie, in the second movie, in any of the Avengers movies where where Quill showed oh. up again, and they just reintroduced it. In this movie, I think just to pay it off later, it it felt uh, a little bit unearned. To I me have personally. oh, I um, have some theories. Oh yeah, uh, uh, but can Tommy, I? Yeah, yeah I, I, a quick rebuttal to that. His what Quill's been doing, at least in the in the first in the previous two Guardians movies proper, not counting his appearance in other films, it's like a lot about his search for a dad. Mm-hmm. Like Yondu in the first one, and then then Yondu and Kurt Russell in the second one, and there's the dad stuff is way more overt in the second one. So I think it is there. Like he's been searching for that family his his whole life basically since he was kidnapped. That's but true. yeah, I, I I do see that they did sort of completely forget about um, Greg Henry, his grandfather. Yeah. His uh, grandfather. Until, yeah, and, and I like, had forgotten about that yeah. character. He I, was back on Earth for the for Avengers Endgame. And didn't at any time think like I should probably go back to Minnesota or where right. was it Minnesota? He was no, no, it was it was the South. Was it? Oh, yeah, I forget. I forget where. I want to say it was like Kentucky or something. It's just but that that's he's not right. He's got Minnesota energy. Quill. Yeah, um, yeah, he does. No, I, I have a theory <laughs> about, and, and this isn't like I, I I'm not saying this in like there was a fight or there was a scandal. But I think James Gunn had to sort of balance out what Marvel was choosing to do. And what I mean by that is like there was an interview with um, Taika Waititi about um, Thor Love and Thunder where he was like, 
I left the goats with the Guardians of the Galaxy to screw with James Gunn so he'd have to write the goats in. And what did he do in this film? He didn't include the goats. Yeah. He concluded mm-hmm. tons of animals, didn't include the goats. He just did, ignored them, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think that there's some stuff like Gamora, uh, I guess spoilers for the other Avengers movies. Gamora's death, I don't think was something that James Gunn would have wanted to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I think the thing about James Gunn and the Guardians is that, like, there was some stuff out of his control because everything has to be interwoven, right? That's how Marvel yeah. does stuff. So I think that uh, uh, Star-Lord's arc was probably not originally conceived the way it ends. I think he had to work with what they gave him because like the weirdest thing about this movie was when they show like when they show Gamora going back to the Ravishers and it's like supposed to be like a nice moment. I'm like, who are Ravagers, these that, Dave, that, Ravagers. That felt, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I say I have a suspicion. You said, of what you I said, said Ravishers. Yeah, yeah, Ravishers. No, no, the wrong, yeah, wrong yeah. word. Um, uh, Sylvester no. Stallone is just ravishing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you know what I mean, where it's like sex appeal, just pounding you in the chest and waves (laughs) off of him. But she has no actual connection to those characters uh, until this movie. So it felt like, oh, she got her arc. But did she really? Because we don't really know her. Like, I think that there was a little bit of like he had to course correct because Marvel decided to kill off that character. And I do think that's that's part of what makes this movie seem so overstuffed to me is that he's he's serving a couple of different uh, narrative masters. And yeah, the, the, the movie suffers a bit. As a result of that, yeah, and I think the, the biggest problem is Adam Warlock, right? Like yeah. he's he's funny. Yeah. Like I I like him in the movie. I like that he's there. He's an interesting character in the comics. But boy, he doesn't matter at all. He's no. confusing. We don't understand who he is or what he's doing. Um, right. He just sort of shows up at the tail end of scenes, usually for a joke. But in the very yeah. end, he shows up to save Peter Quill, and then he's just a guardian after that. He is yeah. such a baffling character in this movie. It's right. absurd. And he is a cool character in the comics. He's like a, uh, there's like a, a unique funness to him because uh, we don't need to get into the comics too deeply, but his whole thing is he's got like Superman powers, but uh, he, uh, every time he dies, he comes back to life in a cocoon somewhere else in the universe. And if he doesn't die, he becomes a villain. And it's just like been a really interesting and fun thing for comics to play with for decades that is unexplored in this movie. He yeah. is just, right. a, he's just a doofus, a, a dumb, powerful child. <laughs> yeah, he's just a doofus in this movie. Right. Without knowing about that in the comics, like he was fine. But now knowing that I'm like, well, that's its own movie. Like that's yeah, that's a whole thing. Um, yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there are two uh at least more interesting movies within this that didn't get explored one of them is uh teased a little bit in the beginning with drunk peter quill i thought that would be a fun movie if this entire movie was was peter quill drunk and dealing with heartbreak and i thought what happens if han solo is drunk and is still trying to be a superhero. That's kind of fun. And they drop that immediately. Yeah, that was right. that was, was very weird that they dropped. I was that. I was really expecting like a Die Hard with a Vengeance, right? Where yeah. he's like hung over the whole movie. Yeah, it's a big and they part just of it. didn't. He was just <laughs> drunk for the first ten minutes, and then it didn't come up again. Yeah. And the yeah, other that movie that odd. I thought would have been interesting was I think you you could have made this whole movie about Gamora because she is in such a unique position. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like the the Ravager stuff was 
insane to me. Uh, the fact that she is Gamora, but she's not Gamora, and she time traveled, so she's a little bit younger, and it's her sister, but it's not her sister. Uh, all of that is very fascinating to me, and I would like to follow her journey, and we just didn't really. I and there's that really interesting. Well, once real quick, sorry, Dave. No, that, no, no. It, it's the really interesting scene that they have when uh, um, Nebula's cutting her way into like the flesh portal or like the flesh building that they're trying to break into, uh-huh. um, and and they they make it into a gag. But Peter it tells her basically, look, I I loved you with all of my heart, and now that that I miss you terribly. That he's like. There was something really compelling about that sort of tragedy because he's sitting there talking to the person he misses, but also it's not her. Right. Uh, So it's like, man, that's like, there's a lot of ideas there. I feel like you could explore that really like, man, yeah. Ultimately, they did the right thing of not having them together at the end because they're fucking strangers. I I do like that a lot, yeah. Yes. However, I really, so now I do have to kind of come down on Marvel as a system. So I, I picked up, I won't spoil anything, but I I popped on Mandalorian season three. Uh, I had watched Mandalorian season one and two. Yeah, I had then expected to know what was going on. Oh no, you have to watch. Boba oh, you got to watch that have to unwatchable watch Boba, Boba Fett show. Yeah. Yep. And so I got through a couple episodes, and I said, "Oh, I guess I'm not finishing this series." Thanks. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like we said, can elevate from Marvel, except. Marvel went and killed off one of the main fucking characters in a different movie. And that is very frustrating because if you were to watch these movies in a row, you'd be like, wait, what happened to Gamora? What is this? Um, And so like, there's a, there's a certain like clumsiness with this third film where they're like, again, it feels like he's doing damage control of like, well, they completely fucked my plot. So now I have to like change it. Yeah. It was very funny talking to my parents in anticipation of because my parents see uh, almost every movie the same same as I do. They just don't retain as much of it, especially with the the Marvel films. And right. they were really excited about Guardians three. Uh, and I remember my mom saying, uh, "I wonder how they're going to justify bringing back Gamora." And I was like, "Well, it's it's not quite Gamora. It's uh, she time traveled at the end of Endgame into the present timeline, so it's like her younger self." And my mom was like, what? I was like, don't, don't make me right. explain <laughs> no. my stupid favorite movies. I, yeah. it's, it's so embarrassing how much I love these movies. Please don't make me elaborate on them. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds dumb when you make me say yeah. it out loud. Right. So don't. But again, that's, that is also like, just going back to like, the... Sorry, real quick. It's like oh, your yeah. parents were, or like, a, it's a more, more accurately, like a friend of, friend of your parents would ask you to like explain what a toy of yours does. And like oh, halfway God. through, you're like, wait, you're making fun of me, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like an asshole now. You're making me explain how my fighter jet works and transforms into right a now. guy. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to tell you how Optimus Prime works and you're sitting there like, like this is a big joke. The right. thing about Evie is for that Cybertron, Evie, it's not a joke. Evie can evolve into different animals depending on what. Oh, I see. I see. You're laughing. All right. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm the asshole. Okay. I'm the asshole. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say another positive of this movie, and I've pointed out with James Gunn before, is he understands that absurdity and he leans into it. And I really delight yeah. in that. He, you know, like it's it's sort of like he understands that he it's like writing a marvel film is like um like a writing prompt where they're Mm -hmm. like you have to only use these props and you have to do this and that and that and you have to like put together a puzzle so 
like I think some movies kind of phone that in. Well, I feel like James Gunn like sees it as a challenge and tries to yeah. make it all work. And I appreciate that about these movies. Um, I wish they didn't throw so much so much at him, which is why, yeah. of course, I'm very excited about what he's going to whip up at DC as the person who gets to, you know, look at the big picture. All the shots, yeah. 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 I also feel like uh, an important distinction with the, the James Gunn side of, of Marvel is that uh, he is completely unapologetic and unwinking about how weird and surreal these movies are. Like a lot of yeah. Marvel movies feel so self-conscious. They kind of have to like lampshade it and say, Hey, this, this thing that we're doing is kind of dumb, kind of silly, kind of stupid. You should feel dumb for liking it. And none of the guardians movies ever felt like that. It was, yeah. it was just like, that's yeah, the- it's, a, it's, a, it's a big fucking space adventure with, with monsters and it's fun and it's cool. And the stakes are high, even though, Oh, one of the most refreshing things about this movie was that the stakes weren't the survival of the galaxy or right. It wasn't a laser in the sky rocket. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, No, in terms of like, that's, what's wild to me about some other Marvel films where it's like, okay, you need a spaceship in this scene, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, just make like a fucking piece of shit with wings and we're good. Whereas like in in these movies, he really thinks like, well, we can do anything. Like even the Guardian spaceship in this looked wild to me. Yeah. Um, and so it's that thing of like, he understands that superhero, this genre, especially space, like it's like you can do whatever you want. Um, right. You can just we're, lean we're into int- the absurdity of this. We're introduced to Adam Warlock, this golden god rocketing through the cosmos right. while Heart is playing. It's incredible. Right. And it like, feels like other movies like try to make these things seem serious. And it's like, yeah, d- no, you can't do this with a straight it can face. Be, uh, well, if it can be serious on its own terms, which is well, what I appreciate. Like what, what Dan was saying, like this Marvel has a tendency to lampshade. And the example we always bring up is, is Hawkeye and Age of Ultron, where he's like, I'm right. shooting arrows at robots. Yeah. None of this makes sense. Where it's the, the city movie's is flying. Based, yeah. Right. The movie's telling us, fuck you for liking this. But well, like, yeah, but Guardians gets into all that weirdness without it doesn't take it seriously, but it also never quite like winks. It's always like, well, this is as serious. It's 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 yeah. serious to the characters, but everybody, I, I know what you mean, but oh, I know. Yeah. That's the beauty is that he, he leans into it in a way of saying like, this is already out of its mind. Why not mm-hmm. make it even more? Why not have the audience cry about the death of a spider rabbit, which yeah. and yeah. a walrus on monster truck wheels, which broke my fucking heart. Yes. Really? That walrus. So, so here's, here's, here's probably my, uh, hottest take or most controversial take uh the the reason that i going into this movie didn't think i was going to like it is i don't care about rocket i think bradley cooper is a fantastic actor in person i think he is not a good voice actor and the character of rocket has never been particularly compelling to me and this entire movie is centered around him and his backstory and his future and uh it the movie survived for me in spite of that uh but i just i just didn't all the backstory stuff was was not it didn't it didn't hit for me except for the fact that like marvel is really good at making animals look cute and Mm -hmm. talking animals 
being cute and dying is sad. I have a question. Go. Much like the Peter Quill thing. Do you think if they spread the the rocket stuff out throughout the three films a little more, yes. it would work better? Yes, I think so. hundred percent. Okay. Like th- this movie, it, it seemed like immediately they were saying, we're going to address Rocket's backstory and where he came from. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that I was supposed to give a shit about that. I've been watching you yeah. guys for like nine years and I had no idea that this mattered. I thought he was just like a raccoon that someone did science to. And spoiler alert, he was. I'm right. right. Uh, I just didn't need to 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 get all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's definitely a symptom of the these movies being a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like if this if Guardians was a standalone franchise like like Star Wars, like the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, you would probably they they would plan it out as its own self-contained contained trilogy. But like this, it was planned as a trilogy, but like a trilogy within the MCU. So like each installment rather than continuing its own storyline was supposed to continue the overall storyline, which I think handicapped it in terms of creating a narrative that ties all three films together neatly. Yeah, Adam Warlock as well could have been in all three. They sort of allude to him. I think they tease him at the end of two. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Probably these things. I think there is this idea of like, everyone was written, not knowing what the next thing was going to be. So because, Yeah. And, and so like, it does make this weird, uneven trilogy where you kind of like, you, you don't get to sort of plan them all out um, in a satisfying way where they don't get to have the depth that they should, because they're part of a bigger thing that's trying to have that depth, you know? Yeah. This feels like DLC for the larger thing where it should be its own thing. Um, What does that mean? Uh, downloadable content. It feels like extra. It's ah. like an extra story to the bigger Marvel, where it, it 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 it's like it shouldn't be part of something bigger than it. It's big enough. It's that that's the big yeah for me the big tragedy, which is like I do think this is going to be the thing that really survives from the superhero era. I'm sure other things will too, but like and and the one big problem with it is that it's expected to be part of something bigger. Yeah. What do you think about um did you say for the the two post credit scenes? Yeah, I did. What do you I only think stayed, about I only stayed for one of them. Oh, so has was the, it the last one, one been spoiled for you? It wasn't the it wasn't the last one, Dave. No, it hasn't been. So tell me, tell me what it is. It's just it's it's a a corny little scene with Star-Lord and his grandpa eating cereal and talking about like very mundane suburban house stuff. Star-Lord uh might mow someone's lawn and then that scene ends and it's title cards the legendary star lord will return and that's very interesting to me because i thought this was going to be the end of the guardians lineup as we knew it and i thought chris pratt was out on marvel at this point but the fact that he's going to come back is fascinating to me yeah so i don't know know what what that's going to be yeah it yeah. literally could be because I've heard interviews with people saying similar things. I wonder if Chris Pratt saw that and went, wait, really? Like, because right, that's I, the kind of thing that like they could just do without his permission. Yeah. Or without James Gunn, they could just stick that on the screen at the end. Yeah. And they're basically telling him, you know, your contract has like one more film in it. Like, and that's <laughs> that's basically what they could be saying. So 
it's a uh, because again this is all built around contracts too and that's part of the weirdness i think um yeah. and so like yeah i'm i i'm curious about that i think i i could see a world where they anticipated star lord being a more central character because he honestly doesn't feel like the main character not in this one for sure yeah and i uh and and so like like when he uh quote unquote died when he fake died um that oh for the really third weird. fucking consecutive movie where he died in space yeah I'm that's so yeah. annoying very by that. fucking weird and then i was like oh right he's in this <laughs> like i had a moment <laughs> of like that's weird that he died and they didn't even give him like a goodbye scene um and then they save him and i was like oh okay but it's not really his film so like that scene felt really odd and then the star lord will return i was just like oh sure i guess like yeah. <laughs> okay yeah i've been thinking about like rocket and shit but yeah i guess cool good for star lord yeah. i want uh i want an end credit scene where they tell me that drax is gonna return because drax fucking owned this movie yeah Dave yeah, it's really good so funny i yeah. can't stand it i'm so annoyed by how funny he is and how good of an actor he is he's amazing he's so strong and you shouldn't be strong and a good actor. It's not yeah. fair. You get one or the other. You oh yeah, it's like both. being. It's like yeah. It, uh, it's it's ridiculous. Um, that's like Kevin Smith's story about meeting Bruce Willis's writer and thinking it was his bodyguard, and he was like, "No, I could be strong in a writer too." And he's like, "Really? <laughs> no." <laughs> um. Uh. 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 What was I going to say? Oh yeah, Dave Bautista. Did you anybody see fucking knock at the cabin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, he's the best part of that movie. That movie sucks fucking shit. Yeah, it's I didn't like that movie. movie. Okay, that was a, that was a, actually a hideous movie. Yes, uh, yeah. he was a great. Terrible message. But it's, yes. it's it's a real bad movie. Yeah. Yes, um, do not see that movie, folks. He's great in it, and uh, what's his nuts? Ron Weasley is really good in it. Too. Oh yeah, Ron's great. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah, Batista is. I mean, fucking Blade Runner. Like, I want more serious yeah. Batista with his, tiny, with his tiny glasses. If if your movie so has good. Dave Batista in tiny glasses, it's gonna be good. Yeah, it's, it's so it, funny it. that 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 the Blade Runner movie was like, ah oh, man, Dave Batista is like a huge, like undeniable professional wrestler. What are we gonna do to distract people from that? Let's put these tiny glasses on them. Yeah, and as noise, remember, I was like, no. No, he's still huge. <laughs> Man, he should play he's Superman. Still, he's still the biggest guy on the earth. <laughs> Cast him as Superman and like no one like the glasses and stuff and no one can tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> he's so good. Um yeah, no, it's big Drax stuff, the father stuff, the little the, the little dildos, all the little kids saying yeah. what did they say? It was like jub jub or something. Like jub yeah. jub jub or something. Jub, yeah. jub. I yeah. love the payoff where he's like it means friend. And then yeah. you're like, oh, they've been screaming friend at these people. That's that's great. Um, yeah. He was great. Uh, Mantis was great. I, I, oh, yeah. Ma- Mantis was sort of introduced in the second movie as kind of a, a joke character, like a dummy. And the fact that she spent this movie getting increasingly frustrated with everyone was uh, a, a really great payoff for her yeah. character of just, of just like, no, I'm not a dummy. I'm just nice. You fucking yeah. assholes. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, she becomes like the most powerful character yeah. because of kindness. Yeah. Uh, great idea. Like, I love the idea that it, there's a kind of this arc where everybody's sort of showing their power um, through the way, you know, like these people who are underestimated sort of proving their their worth and their power uh, yeah. was nice. I like that. Yeah. Like, I like that 
um, you know, with Rocket, everything we've seen from his sort of quote unquote powers, he can build anything he thinks of, right? Right. But like the thing he built in this movie is not a weapon. It's a key to break his yeah. friends out. Yeah. 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 That's pretty great. Well mm-hmm. said. Mm. And he kept it with him. He kept it with him all that yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was, I, I, I did really like the arc they gave him and all the stuff. I liked, oh, I want to talk about the fucking brutality of this movie. Yes! I saw at least one article yes! about people's parents complaining. <laughs> this this and movie it's like, is R-rated. This yeah. movie is R-rated. <laughs> Get the, use the, of a the, fuck, get in the fucking the, the car first or whatever. Marvel F bomb. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That I, was... I, I'm so excited anytime that happens. I wrote an article for Ranker years ago about uh, F bombs in PG 13 movies. And it's just something that is like always on my radar whenever anyone uses it. And I'm so happy that it was in a Guardians movie and it was yeah. Chris Pratt specifically get in the fucking car. Yeah, so good. It really just, good. It was deployed in such a. It was such yeah. a good joke. Yeah, like that was that was a big big laugh in the theater that I was in. Oh yeah, I like any PG thirteen movie that reminds families what the limits are, where yeah. they're like, yeah, you can see a guy with his face ripped off. There's no blood. Like yeah. it's it's a nice little. Oh like, man, that was fucking of the MPAA brutal. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, Rocket up. ate that dude's face. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. It, this is not a kids movie, which uh, again I like seeing that reminded in a PG thirteen of yeah. like yeah you're not supposed to bring your kids to these they're PG thirteen well you can but it's like you have to like yeah the PG thirteen does mean something it's like, it's yeah. the well, thing where be like, advised yeah I think people have talked about this in the past there's been articles about how the PG thirteen rating has sort of kind of lost meaning. Um, in that it's just like it's th- such a broad rating now, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. It, it was it was nice to see the R end of PG thirteen in a movie like this specifically, because yeah. it was brutal. I the villain was very good too. Yeah. Should Should we talk about uh, Chikuti Awuchi? He was. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's a I, peacemaker. I, He's great. He was only, great in Peacemaker. I've only known him from Peacemaker. I don't know. Yeah, him. same. I, I haven't seen anything else that he's done, and he was great in Peacemaker, and he was great in this. And I really love um, a Marvel villain that is just a villain. There's yeah. no redemption. There's there's no right. even hint of like, oh, maybe we can we can change his mind and bring him to the good side. It's like no, this guy's just like fucking a mad. He's like a classic a mad, scientist. mad scientist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, He's evil and he's bad, and we gotta kill him. We gotta get rid of him. Yeah, there's, there's no way around it. And we're gonna kill him brutally. People were killed when they skydive with that man. It was yeah. just like, oh, okay. I guess just we're murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Fine. They're, they're like weird space Nazis. Kill them. It's kill such. Them all. It's yeah. such a refreshing ch- change for Marvel that has yeah. like humanized all of their villains. To just be like, no, some people are just bad, and this guy's bad, and, <laughs> and he's one bad. of them. We got to kill it. It doesn't it doesn't humanize all of them. But I do feel like that was becoming a crutch for them lately. Yeah. Where they they kept trying to do Killmonger where it's like, well, they can't all be Killmonger. Like, yeah, sometimes an asshole is just an asshole. Right. Right. Red Red Skull is just a Nazi. He's he's just a fucking Nazi. (laughs) Hitler didn't go far enough. All right. We can kill this guy. Right. (laughs) That's why I think Thanos really worked because they they did the different kind of humanizing with Thanos, in my opinion, where yes. they show how far he's willing to go and yeah. the mm-hmm. mental anguish he will put himself under 
so they show that he really feels stuff. He's a he's he's not human, but he's a a real realized character. Right, because he felt of that, like, but he's not good. Right, he's yeah. still he felt like bad. He felt like he had depth because of that. But yeah, you're right. It wasn't. It didn't make him sympathetic. It right. Was just like oh, okay. it, it, it I, reminded I, me of like, like Kratos from God of War, where I was like, I feel like in a different world, you could be playing a video game where you're playing as Thanos. Doing right. This. You just sort of like you can say like, oh, I understand what where you're coming from. You're wrong, but I get why you think you're right. Right. Uh, and then meanwhile, uh the high evolutionary in guardians three which is like oh no you're just like a bad dude you're like a bad crazy dude i i I hope you get killed by cute monsters yeah you're doing all the shit you're doing with walruses and rabbits totally unnecessary (laughs) i don't know why you're doing this (laughs) uh doesn't need to be awake for this what are you doing (laughs) that's just for you yeah they blew up an entire fucking planet full of delightful aliens. They really the- did. Those, those, the, that, that charming bat couple that helped yeah. them. They're just dead. Yeah. It's so Everyone funny. on that planet is dead. Like, I'm trying to build a perfect society. Yeah, no, I get that part. Why did you put robot arms on an otter, though? Those, <laughs> those things are unrelated to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, for like batch 89, it just looks like Sid's toys from yeah. Toy Story. And then <laughs> right. batch 90 is just normal animals. Like, what the fuck happened with batch yeah, 89? Were you going have? through something? Did you get divorced on batch 89? <laughs> Why did you remember pants at batch 92? I don't right. understand. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, fun fun villain. He gave, he yeah. gave them, he gave batch 89, like, sent, like, Man, it's like just enough sentience yeah. to like fear death as it happens. Yeah. Like, what a maniac. What a glorious yeah. maniac. I'm going to destroy them. I'm going to burn this whole batch. It's a burn batch, but I want them to be wistful of the sky. I want them to miss <laughs> the sky. I want them to have dreams. I want, I want them to be smart enough to have hope so that I can then crush it when I burn them to death. Ugh. <sighs> Um, but he was great. He was such a cool villain. He was great. It was so yeah, fun. He was. I, I, I loved the turn for him because he was so sweet with Baby Rocket. And then uh, as soon as his creation outsmarted him, he fucking snapped. He lost it. And I loved that turn. I, I bought that turn. Fully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It says a lot without like laying it out. I really appreciated yeah. that. It's like, oh, he's got like the God complex and that. Yeah, it like broke. It snapped his ego when something he made, like figured something out that he couldn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could. And then everybody kind of turned it on him. Um, yeah, it was a good journey <laughs> where you're like, yeah, now he's truly unhinged and just dangerous, you know, at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good job. Good villain job. I, I I I liked that. That doesn't normally happen in movies like this. In movies like this, like yeah. the, the the henchmen are normally like, okay, I guess we're gonna do what the boss says. But I did appreciate that he gets to a point in this film where all of his henchmen are like, hey, you gotta go, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Some of the decisions you've been making this afternoon. Yeah, you're yeah. just hunting a <laughs> raccoon right now. Yeah. Take the day, man. Take the day. <laughs> Um, what'd you guys think of, uh, bad dog? Oh, Cosmo. Yeah. Oh, so that great. arc, um, the, uh, the bad dog to good dog. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, that, it was fun. Yeah. It's, that was uh, the, I, that was the arc I felt the most. Cause I was just like, yeah, I need him to call it, it a, 
I'm a good dog. I need that. I need that to be called a good dog by the end of this. And yeah, I, knew I mean, it it's, it's it's like the, the clearest story structure. Oh, yeah. Thing you've ever seen where it's like act one, bad dog. Yeah. Act three. It's going to be a good dog. Good dog. It's just, we're, yeah. just, we're just waiting on it. But it was extremely satisfying. I thought I want I more. Cosmo. Like, uh, so I saw Cosmo in the very forgettable holiday special yeah the kevin bacon the Gar- thing the guardians released uh i like that um if you didn't see the holiday special and even if you did you still have no idea like it's not clear who cosmo is or where her what her powers are and right. the movie doesn't really care how much you know it's just like hey there's a talking dog now and it well, has that's, some yeah. kind of mental powers. Shut up. It's a Guardians movie. Just fucking go with it. That's the beauty is that like James Gunn set up this world where like I feel like even other superhero films still struggle with this where it's like they feel the need to explain shit like this. Yeah. And now it's just like he, he set up a world where, yeah, you could just, you know, have a fucking weird flesh space station. You're like, cool. Yeah. Like Ragnarok, they, they, Ragnarok did it well too, where it's just yeah. like, hey, I'm Korg, I'm I'm rocks. That's my friend. He's a bug with with scissor arms or or whatever his thing was. And it's just like, yeah, more Marvel movies should be like this. More more movies should just be like, hey, that's a talking dog from space. Shut right. up. Yeah. It has powers. I do yeah, think I there's know. a good and bad way. That actually frustrated me in Quantum Mania. And the reason that frustrated me is because it just looked exactly the same. Yeah. as the space stuff and it was like i don't know if you're gonna do it then like create create a new world i guess it's weird well, that like the nothing, quantum nothing realm about looks yeah. just like the space realm i don't think about quantum mania's quantum realm felt like it was the microscopic universe it just looked yeah. like guardians so. yeah and i don't want to talk too much about this but the 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 thing about quantum mania is that it's um bad it's not a good movie it was no, a real a piece movie. of shit wasn't it yeah. that was a real bad movie that's the other thing <laughs> I, I i this is probably going to do really well and we're going to get a bunch of takes of like is marvel back and it's like if they make good movies you know like yeah. that's all it comes down to is like part of superhero fatigue for me at least is like a lot of these just don't they like lean on the popularity it's just that they're like yeah. we don't have to do too much and it's like no i still want like character arcs and stories that make sense and fun and i'm sure there's shit in this movie that doesn't add up i didn't notice because i was just enjoying it and the reason i was enjoying it is because the characters were well developed and they had clear arcs and like uh you know it was fun yeah uh, and i think um even though like the the end credit sequence suggests more star lord i think this movie benefited because everyone going into it was kind of under the understanding that this is the last guardians movie guardians as, as we understand it. And, and they didn't have to set anything up. It was still pretty self-contained. And I was just like, this is the last time we're going to see these characters and we're just going to do a movie with them. And that's it. And more Marvel movies should do that. Yeah. I I actually, so I had a, a, I've said this, I think in a previous one, um, I don't think you can have Guardians without James Gunn. I really don't. And my evidence for that is all the other movies that they've had them in without James Gunn. I've always felt like something's missing. I always felt like there was a little like Drax was like a little too cartoony or like the jokes were a little off. Yeah. Um, And so I do think like they should just move on. Uh, I'm, I'm begging them, you yeah. know, uh, 
just do just do other things get other creators to make other unique worlds for them yeah. or you know unique takes but yeah. i don't think someone continuing guardians is a good idea here no but i mean spin-offs for sure could be fun i watched yeah. you, know, you know you know what i i i watched uh i rewatched this morning black widow good movie i think uh it's it's a fun standalone thing with low stakes because at that point in time you already know that black widow is going to survive whatever she's going through and it's just a good film it's just like a fun movie you guys are being quiet i remember i'm trying to i'm trying to remember um that i I remember i remember liking it fine yeah yeah i remember feeling bummed about it because it felt like it was too late you know where like the end is her like I gotta go help some friends and I'm like I know what's gonna happen to you. Yeah, you're the there. ending sucks. The ending yeah. her like triumphantly getting on a plane and we all know that she's gonna fucking eat it after right. that is a bummer. But I, the movie itself is just like a fun for sure uh, in a vacuum first movie. Yeah, yeah. But I think I, I remember my take on that movie is that we all know what's gonna happen to her. In fact, the movie doesn't the movie remind us of it. Yes. Um. Yeah. There's so, a post credit sequence where yeah. I Truly, the way Dreyfus cracks a joke at her headstone yeah. while Florence right. Pugh vows revenge. It's really weird. It's real weird. I expected the movie to be about like revealing why she had made that choice. Like revealing something about her death that we didn't know because they kind of called so much attention to it. That's why it felt like it was a movie that was written like years before. Yeah. And they just never shot it. But you're right. In a vacuum, it was it was a very fun movie. And I it liked- certainly it certainly doesn't make sense with the timeline. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, at this point, Marvel has been making Marvel movies for 20 years, 25 years. Like and I, I, I like all these characters and I just want to see them like doing stuff. I don't care who's dead or who's alive. Right. Like, give me Star Lord hanging out in Kentucky or wherever the hell we earlier decided he's from. That's one of the best things about Marvel, in my opinion, is like, um, you know, when we had like, the guardians universe and then we had the earth universe and then for uh infinity wars uh it fucking merged and you're like i can't wait to see like spider-man talk to fucking star lord i can't wait uh that's that to me is like the part the parts that give me like that rush where i'm like these fucking dynamic fun characters are going to collide and i can't wait to watch that happen um i i don't have as much of that now you know, because it feels like all those collisions have been made and they haven't set up enough characters, you know, like they're closing out a lot of things as opposed to starting a lot of things with Marvel. Yeah. And if and if they push it any further and two years from now, it's going to be like, look at this. Spider-Man is talking to Darth Vader. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be pissed. Right. I won't want that. But it, it does seem like that's possibly where we're going. There might be. Yeah. I just I don't know. The Guardians are going to meet Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be old Harrison Ford, and he will yeah. not want to be there. What do you think no. about this, Mary Jane? I don't know. Let's ask the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I can see the Ninja Turtles showing up. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Who cares? Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, I just, I still don't know what exactly, like this, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, you know, it's. I uh, love that uh, uh, growing up with you guys and having very strong strict opinions about movies we've all aged into a category where where we just feel like 
who cares about it? Right. <laughs> it's, it's not precious. It's not yeah. precious. So just no. like, whatever. Like, I don't, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I am. I, th- yeah. There was a trailer for the Marvels before this. And I I think that I'm, I'm excited for that one. That yeah. one looks fun. I'm into that I'm trailer. For, yeah. I'm excited I, for, for whatever. What is that? John McClane and Speed Racer teaming up? Sure. Who cares? <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's tough because trailers, it's that I, I fall into that trap every Marvel movie where I'm like, yeah, I guess that does look fun. And then did most you, of the time did, I watch it and go, I feel empty. Um, did you watch the Ms. Marvel TV show? No, I don't uh, think so. I didn't either. Okay. I've sort of she stopped is, with the TV. I couldn't, I couldn't. She is so charming and likable in that show. I think That's that good. that show is a little uneven. But she is great, and I'm excited for her to do more stuff. Nice. Yeah, yeah. She looked kind of in the trailers, at least. She seems like a natural. She seems like yeah. the best part of this. It uh, is. Oh, so this film. is a, a thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, so there's a thing in the trailer. I think you guys might have even talked about this in in Hypecast with Drew, where she recognizes Nick Fury, and she's very excited to see him. Oh, yeah. And it sort of breaks the reality of the world because why does she know who he is? It makes no sense that she recognizes Nick Fury, right? Because he right. is um, a spy who is supposed to be dead. So yeah, right. it makes He's no sense that she is job. a fan of, of his. It feels more like a wink to the audience. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because there was another wink to the audience in this Guardians movie that really took me out of it and got me pissed. And it's because it's the last scene in the movie with Rocket and I guess the new Guardians of the Galaxy when right. they're going to fight those weird animals in the desert. And Rocket says, I'm going to play this song off my Zune. Uh, it, it's really special to me. And he plays uh, Come and Get Your Love from iconically from the first guardians of the galaxy movie that quill listens to when he is infiltrating that space and stealing uh an infinity stone oh, why yeah. does that song matter to rocket yeah right he rocket was not wasn't there, there for that there's no. no reason for him to appreciate that song it's right. just a wink for the audience and it annoyed me so much oh yeah also if rocket was there for that i would still be like why is it special to you yeah, that one song you played when you were stealing that thing, <laughs> like it's a weird. Yeah, that's a big weird wink to the audience. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I barely even noticed it, but you're right. Um, I, I I think I'm just my 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 hackles are up. I'm 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 prepping a a, a cracked article that I'll never write. <laughs> of well, that's a, you're right about that. That's that the sort of thing. The audience. Yeah, that's the sort of thing I'd notice on the next couple watches. But like you know, I maintain. Like, the do you thing remember where... like X Men: Days of Future Past when Wolverine did his bone claws and Young Magneto was like, "Just imagine if they were metal." Oh God, which is yeah. A, a fun wink for the audience, but it was like, "What's a what a fucking stupid and what a weird thing, thing to say? To say. Why, yeah. why would you say that, Magneto? <laughs> fucking creep." <laughs> <laughs> imagine uh, so if my bones were metal why so you can control them you idiot yeah that sucks i'm not gonna do who, that who would do that difficult. why would you I feel think like of I, such a thing i feel like i couldn't go anywhere like i'd be too heavy yeah. for elevators or my car yeah isn't it interesting enough that i have bone claws why do you need a hat on this hat yeah well listen we're talking about other marvel movies right now so. yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> can wrap this up yeah um, I, yeah sure i liked it yeah, I liked it too. I, wanted, I liked it. I, I want to well. see it again. 
Yeah. We give it three golden stars. Our classic rating mm-hmm. system. Wow. Three, three dead walruses up. Yeah. yeah. Three um, out, out of what? Uh, out of three. Three. Oh, oh, cool. Oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the maximum number of dead walruses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. Dead. So all our rating system is we either give it a, it's like thumbs up, thumbs down, dead walrus or a live walrus. Got it. Um, and Tom, we gave Tom, it a dead walrus. Yep. Tom, who, who voiced the walrus? Oh, yeah. I don't, I, I had looked it up before I went to the movie, but I forgot. No, I don't oh, know. Wow. I'm so, uh, reliant on uh for listeners tom has an incredible ability to know what actor i'm thinking of uh that i can't name based on very limited information uh, i i back in the crack days would would just be like uh tom who am i thinking of it's it's not rutger Hauer, and he'd be like david rash I'm like yeah that's right that is who i'm thinking <laughs> of correct so I was hoping you would just like have this walrus voice actor. Off no, the top it's of actually head. it's a guy I'm not familiar with. Asim Chandri. Oh, oh. Is, is his name. He's an English comedian, writer, director, and actor. Uh, he's known for the BBC mockumentary series. People just do nothing. Huh? Um, I'm not familiar with him. No. Wow. Good for him. But the uh, the the otter was Linda Cardellini. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> which was which was. Uh, a strange choice because she already exists in the MCU, and I don't yeah. know if she's that guy's wife. That barely yeah, matters. Yeah, <laughs> that barely counts. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I think I think we've done it. Right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely, thank you so much for having me. Uh, let's do this monthly. Sure. Sure. Um. Do you have? Do you want to plug anything at the end? Libraries. Anything else? Uh, libraries. Uh, I have a podcast that I do with my best friend, Soren Bowie, who we all know from Cracked. It's a quick question. You can find us on Patreon. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on the internet. Uh, it's, uh, believe it or not, less structured than even this podcast. Wow. It's, it's, we have no direction at all. We just start talking until one of us gets tired. That sound, that's, that's a like delight. A great show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. I'm gonna plug I mean, our Patreon. That's Wait. every show we do too. But yeah. <laughs> well, we we are we're like vaguely around things. That's you know. But, yeah. Um. You at right. least have things like definitively that you're going to talk about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/gamefullyunemployed. Uh. We have exclusive podcasts on there. Uh. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Mulder's Maniac. Star Trek: The Next Futurama. Spielboys. Uh, for five dollars a month, you get access to all of that. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons as well. Bunch of tears. Check it out. You'll love it. Yeah. We also have a store. Head over to gamefieldemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your uh, evolved raccoon peepers onto that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can go on iTunes or wherever and give us all the dead walruses you feel like giving us. What we should have happen in the MCU is that they team up with the Ninja Turtles, but the Ninja Turtles all look like that turtle man that he created in that Hell one scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, like, for some reason, he could uh accelerate aging but he couldn't remove violence that was that was like the missing piece for him yeah was like yeah all, yeah all the things that i make uh fucking hate the world <laughs> and it was, it was just like a filter he needed to replace in the pipe yeah 
that's a that's a am i a mad scientist moment right yeah. like that's when you need to be asking that question right yeah, like, well hey, as, as as all the, the turtles tortoise... i make want to kill me like, god <laughs> I, I think i think maybe we should do a different job yeah Right, as the fourteenth turtle is shrieking as as humanoid <laughs> legs explode out of its body, you got to start thinking: Am I a mad scientist? <laughs> am I the problem here? I think I might be the problem. Here. <laughs>